is up, Mark? Hey, Johnny. How you doing there, buddy? I am wonderful. How how things been, man? Oh, you know, just doing my best, kind of hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. How about you, man? Uh, I've been doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, yeah. I went and got a haircut the other day. That was kind of cool. Oh, nice. How'd it go? I, it went pretty good. You know, uh, I go to the same place. It's just like a, it's like a Great Clips. It's just down the street from me. I've been going there for about a year and a half now or so, and most of the time I recognize who my hairdresser is, but this time I didn't recognize who the hairdresser was, and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, but mm-hmm. okay, it's fine. Uh, I, I only, like, I got a little worried there for a second, though, because I sat down in the chair, and the lady just sits there and starts talking to me like, okay, w- what sort of haircut do you want? Like, we've got these notes here, but do you, you know, do you have a specific style that you're looking at? You know, do you want the Joe Jonas? Do you want the Justin Bieber? <laughs> do you want the the modified Troy Aikman? And I just went, just cut my fucking hair the way that it says on the ticket, please. Like, that's what I want. And then she just decided to, like, blast my hair with some hydrogen peroxide, and I had hair that wasn't uh, the color of a boy's hair. So. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Awesome. <laughs> Go great well, clips. Welcome to Dango Podcast, everybody. <laughs> welcome to Dango Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy, Johnny, we take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about its good parts and its bad parts, and its high parts and its low parts, and we talk about if it still holds up today, and then we slap it with our patented rating system, and Johnny, you want to dive into it, buddy? Um, I think uh, I think we might need to dive in, man. Let's, so we're starting uh, off. It. We're starting off today's episode with episode seventy nine, Hank's Bad Hair Day. We have an original air date, April 9th, two thousand, and this is written by one John VT. Uh, lots of good stuff from John VT so far with us. A lot of good uh, Hank episodes out of John VT. Yeah, it seems like we do. We get a lot of, well, and it's a lot of interesting episodes too. You know, yeah. like it, it's it. He seems to take the really like unconventional episodes and rock and roll with them. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. John Vitti's just got a weird mind, man. We'll take it. I like it. It's a good yeah. place to be. Um, so we have a cast of characters for this episode: Hank Hill, Peggy Hill, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, uh, Boomhauer, Jack the Barber. We have uh, appearances from Enrique, Donna, Joe Jack, and Buck Strickland. And then an assortment of different uh, army characters. But I just wrote down here army officer and army captain because our our fair friend the wiki doesn't have a cast of characters for this. So this is what you guys get. If I miss someone, I apologize. But You missed one crucial person. Who did I miss, Mark? You missed the Arlen Midget. I did. I did miss (laughs) the Arlen Midget. When I, I find it interesting, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Luann is in Arlen this. has a midget. She doesn't. Yeah. I have a note about this for this episode, but yeah. Um, sorry. Arlen Midget cracks me up that Arlen has like a designated little person. <laughs> that doesn't spend the winners there. Because he does well enough that he doesn't have to. So that tells me that there's enough like um, demand for a little person to appear at shit that he just does. He can just go like winter in Florida. It's. It's great. I guess, but why would you want to spend your winter in Florida and not in Texas when Texas in the summer is obnoxious? Maybe he summers in Montana. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. He just comes comes <laughs> to Arlen for that two-week period. 
where he makes all of his money. Also, there is a Western movie called Terror in a Tiny Town, and it is shot with all little person actors. Go watch it, guys. It's impossible to find, but it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Mark, would you like a synopsis for this episode? Midget Westerns? Yes, I would. <laughs> Both of them. Um, <laughs> our synopsis here, Hank's Barber Jack is starting to slip in his old age. In order to look his best for the Strickland Christmas card, he turns to Bill for a haircut. Yeah. Per- yeah, great. Yeah. So our A-story characters here, Hank and Bill... Um, everybody else is kind of in and around. Jack is kind of a bigger character, but like he just shows up in a couple of scenes. You know, I, once you figure out what's going on, you don't really need him in the rest of the episode. So I didn't put him as an A story character. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Why don't we hop right into some notes, Mark? Okay. Lay it on me, buddy. What you got? So I've I've only got a couple here. Um, First off here, because you know, uh, and I know, and probably the whole internet that listens to this knows at this point, that you and I are giant nerds mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. voice actors. Uh, Mark, who is the voice of Jack? I don't know his name, but I can name you the people that he plays. I Give cannot think of, of his name, he plays. Uh, he's Captain Knuckles. <laughs> he's a gross, dirty sailor, if there's a gross, dirty sailor slash old man in anything. Um he does a lot of shit. I guess I can't name he's you the a lot. flying Dutchman. He's also the flying fucking Dutchman. Yeah, it's he's yes. every he's I it's I guess it's hard for me because it's such a broad net out of the dude because he's so goddamn prolific. Do you know what I mean? Like right? it's hard oh, to yeah. shotgun examples. Well, and it's hilarious to me in his family. He's not even the most famous actor by a long shot because okay. he is he has brothers with a very famous actor. Okay. So uh, I first saw this guy. I don't know. I did, didn't first listen to him but i first heard his voice when i saw him on a little tiny movie called caddyshack yeah mark you've watched caddyshack before right yeah like a ton of times yeah yeah you remember the asshole that runs all the caddies and tells people that they're not allowed to spit and they're not allowed to fight and he sits there and drinks soda the son entire of a time? bitch yeah. yeah 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 oh my god so, that too holy shit he's everywhere yeah, there is your voice actor. Now, if I told you he's in that movie with his brother, who plays a really, really obnoxious and, uh, like, essentially permanently drunk and stoned greenskeeper the entire time, do you know who I'm talking about? His brother is Bill Murray. This is Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, fuck me. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is Bill Murray's younger brother. See, I didn't know that. I had, oh, my God, I didn't even know that. Like... Yeah. Fucking Captain Knuckles is Bill Murray's brother. That's a... Yes. How cool oh, is that? That's an awful lot of alliteration, and that's insane. Oh, my God. Wow. Fucking A. Yeah. Cool. I love it. <laughs> anyway, Jack. We're, 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 we're focusing this back on King of the Hill. Uh, Jack is voiced by Brian Doyle Murray. He is a very prolific voice actor. He definitely pulls the... Um, oh, oh, why am I m- misplacing his name here? Uh, the fucking Archer, Bob. Uh, oh, H. John Benjamin. H. He pulls the H. John Benjamin where he doesn't change his voice. It's just his fucking voice every time you hear him. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the other note that I have in here is Hank makes it a point to write his congressman about uh, the issues that he's having with a $900 bill from the Army. And mm-hmm. you know what, Mark? I have a hard time believing in any point pretty much in the history of this country that any congressman would ever give a shit and ever actually respond to it. Because our politicians suck ass. I agree 100%. Yeah. So, I just wanted to point that out. 
I absolutely hate our government. I absolutely hate everybody that runs it. Nobody is in it to help anybody except for themselves. And I'm sorry, a congressman's not going to give a shit, and they're definitely not going to give somebody almost $4,000 for being a whistleblower about something as stupid as this. Yep. Um, how about your notes, man? Oh, let's see some notes here. I like Bobby's long hair. It's weird, but I like it too. <laughs> I just like it. I I also, I, this is almost a pro for me. I like Hank's hair at the end. I kind of prefer it a little bit to what we usually get out of Hank. And if he would have okay. kept that, I'd be fine with it. That helmet that Hank is wearing while Cotton gives him a haircut is called a pickle helm. And there's no fucking way that Cotton killed the guy wearing it because it was sported by Germans in World War One. It was from the First World War. The First World War. The war to end all the wars. Oof and we wrong. <laughs> Hank is five minutes late to his haircut appointment with Bill. Bill says, I can get you in at 6. Hank shows up at 6.05. But also follow up to that, the haircut <laughs> takes exactly 30 minutes. Yep. Um, I hate Saddam Hussein. Yes, That's he sucks. just a note that I have. Because... <laughs> That's like giving Saddam Hussein a haircut. Or what does he say? I hate Saddam Hussein. But what does he say? That's like giving Saddam Hussein this money, and I hate him. But I like his haircut. Um, The iMac is shown. Hank is trying to use the iMac, so we are now in the real timeline. Yes. Yes. And he's so bad at it. (laughs) Clicking it with... And, you, you know, to your point, you made a few episodes ago on Helenium, like... You were talking about, like, how does Hank not know the specs of a K-Pro? Johnny, this episode. This episode shows how he doesn't know. Yeah, insert foot into mouth. (laughs) But as far as you and I know, this is the fucking, like, follow-up episode to that. Because the iMac is there now, but whatever. Do you think that this episode is one of those very special episodes we literally just talked about last week? And it's talking about, like, overspending... Or, or, or uh, military oversight spending. Do you know what I mean? Like, unnecessary spending in the military. Do you think that that's what this is kind of backdooring to and Mike Judge is t- trying to, like, subtly red-, red pill us on this shit? I really hope so because I, it's hard for me to, th- to think that it was intentional, but I also want to believe that Mike Judge is on our side of this shit. <laughs> you know, where he actually does give a shit about stuff like this, but... Yeah, Honestly, like you kind of wanted, you kind of hope that he does. I don't know. That, yeah, I just kind of got that line from this episode, and it's like, huh, this is kind of weird. Dude loves punk rock, and punk rockers hate the fucking government. So I would not be surprised if, it, if this was intentional. Well, there's that line that the uh, guy gives, and he says, you know, there's been the uh, petition to reinstate or reenlist or whatever, and he goes, but that could take twenty years. Yeah. And I don't know a lot about how, like, army politics work, but I feel like that's that's probably accurate from what I've gained off of MASH. Um, Johnny, also, follow-up to your point, do you know why flag burning is legal? Uh, I'm going to guess the First Amendment. No, sir. Well, yeah, but kind of, sort of. Um, it is under Texas versus Johnson that the Supreme Court ruled that um, under Texas versus Johnson, um, uh, um, God damn it. Displays. Okay. Sorry. Um, displays are forms of speech. So like burning the flag is a form of speech and that speech is fucking protected. And this episode has a weird, like tangential, like flag burning is the greatest plague facing our nation. It's just a weird note that I had because I know this kind of shit and that's all I got. How about you, buddy? Uh, well, I'm definitely, am I good to jump into pros? Yeah. 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 Pro it up. Yeah. 
Um, no, you, it's it's so astounding to me that that people give a shit so much about something as small as flag burning. Like, has that even been a thing? Like, has that been Not a lately. legitimate public discourse in since like the nineteen seventies? No, no, it hasn't. I didn't think so. At least not any flags that fucking matter. You know, I don't give. A, if somebody wants to go and and burn the burn down a uh, a Confederate flag, I don't give a shit. Somebody wants to go and burn down one of their Trump flags, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't really give a shit if somebody wants to burn a, a, an American flag. Uh, spoilers, everybody here. Like, I absolutely despise nationalism, and I think that Americans and their obsession, especially right-wing Americans, and their obsession with putting the flag on every fucking thing that they can own is disgusting. But, yeah. hey, that's me. To your point, like, national, there's nothing wrong with nationalism. There's nothing wrong in, like, a, a pride in your heritage and shit. But, like, Correct. it doesn't make you better than anybody else because everybody else has their own shit. No, and, and when you take it to the extreme level, then you got to be called out for being an extremist. Like, you may not like it, but that's what you've done. So, um, anyway, no, pros. We're going to pros. We're, we're getting pros. off this shit because it's going to get pro, weird buddy. and political. Get it. And there we go. Get, go get it. Get your um, pros. Here's a, <laughs> here's a good uh, transition from that. Have you seen any other weird animated cells in this entire series that is that is more bizarre and more uncomfortable and more disturbing than Hank licking his lollipop? No, I don't think I it have. is so weird. He's it is so weird. It's a it's a porn hub moment. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it makes me uncomfortable. Yep. Especially because uh, uh, Jack is so forceful about it. Eat your lollipop. I'm like, oh, good God. Okay. <laughs> um, so that every time I watch this, it point, it, I get that, that gets pointed out to me. Um, I think this is the first time we really get to see Bill's expertise in haircutting. Holy shit, do we? Right? Like, yeah. we, we've heard about it, and it's always been kind of a, the joke of, ha ha, you're in the army, but you're just a barber. Ha 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 ha. And really, like, they make it a point to say, no, Bill is a damn good barber, and everybody on the base needs him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other pro here is I really like the the symbolism that they do the second time Hank goes to see Jack. And he's, uh, I'll be with you in just a second. And he put, uh, just as soon as I'm done with this gentleman, and he puts all that uh, shaving cream on top of his own head. <laughs> yeah. And then as Hank is walking out, you can see him after he has put the metaphorical gun to his head. You see the the stuff splatter on the window. And I was like, oh, good God. Yeah, Jack is gone. Like, <laughs> yep. Jack's going to have some issues. And it's it's very weird. And I know you and I bitch about continuity because Jack will come back and he won't be insane. He got on some meds. I, I he's got to but something happened. I I, he talks about how the airbags deployed and something happened to Jack and we don't know what it is. Yeah. But yeah. But, yeah, the symbolism though of him just basically blowing his own brains out. I I thought I found it very poignant. Yeah. How about your pros, man? Um I don't have that many. I just kind of watched this one. It it's not that I didn't like it. I just don't have a lot. Um but sure. also one of mine is a Jack or a pro Jack, whatever. Um I love Grand Theft Jack when he clotheslines this fool on the bike and steals it. Holy shit. I forgot that was a bit, and I lost my shit watching it today. When, um, I, when I stopped and looked at the kid he, he clotheslines, I almost was expecting you to make a note that it was a Boomhauer bastard. Because <laughs> that kid looks an awful lot like Garth. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, I really like Bill in the Kitchen. I like when he talks about how the transverse ridge goes all the way to the crown. And I've never said anything about this, but when I see you like this, you're calling me an idiot. This is a great fucking Bill episode. Like, Bill Sale was fine. Whatever. That was a middle-of-the-road Bill episode. God damn, this is a great Bill episode. Like, Bill is a fucking wizard of, of Barbary, and I love it. It's amazing. Um... And finally, I really, really like the major, the guy that he only has two lines and he it's when Hank leaves the office and he's talking about, I like Saddam Hussein's haircut or whatever. And the guy goes, it's a good haircut. And then when they give, they take the picture at the Humvee, the point of light. it's his point of light. I like the other haircut better. I really like that dude, and I don't know yep. why I like him so fucking much, but I really, really like him, and it was a, it just stood out to me. I like this guy, and he's he's fun. I don't know what he's doing there, but yeah. How about some cons, dude? Um, right off the bat, maybe the first line or second line of the entire episode. Baby Bobby can go to hell. Like I, Bobby acting like he is three years old can go to hell. Do you think he's acting like he's three years old, or do you think he's manipulating Peggy into chocolate milk? Either way, it, I hate it. I absolutely hate I'm it. I'm not disagreeing with it. you. I just oh I, god, I can't even dispute you on this point. I hate it. Like, I like chocolate milk. All right, nope. I, like immediately, it shut me off for the whole episode for Bobby. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You could have the funniest fucking line you've ever said in this whole series. I'm not paying attention this episode to you because of that. <laughs> like okay. who? How did that get across to them? That this okay. is an okay thing to do. Okay, but, 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 um, fucking, <laughs> can I have that chocolate milk? Oh, you're too grown up for this. We, um, this one and next week, or, or next episode, we're gonna see Peggy actively resenting Bobby. Yeah. And I think that's hilarious. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. But how do you set it up? Like, you get chocolate milk, but they gotta be weird. I don't know. I just, like the follow-up line of her dumping it out. Oh, you're too mature for this shit. Like, I like that Ugh. a lot. I don't know. It is anyway. it is a nice, like, little exclamation point on that conversation. <laughs> um, That's why I assume it's got to be purposeful, because, like, they wouldn't put that shit in, like, the regular, like, flow. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's- um. So while he's in this episode for, like, maybe two scenes, Buck is terrible. Yeah. Like, Buck is a dickhead. He is not very nice, and it's just like, dude, what is wrong with you? You don't understand. Like, have you never had a bad haircut in your entire life? Have you never known anyone to have a bad haircut in your entire life? Like, the sexist remarks that he makes are completely uncalled for. I know I did it in our cold open today, but it was definitely more to like make a point. Yeah, like Buck is just awful, and I am I'm the biggest Buck supporter most of the time, but he's just terrible in this. <laughs> um, now the last one I've got in here. Is we're gonna we're gonna jump forward a couple of seasons. Bill is cutting Hank's hair. Yes. And hair in and of itself is it's it's not one big solid sheet. You know you have to like constantly manipulate it and play with it and you see all the way down to somebody's scalp. If yeah. Bill is cutting Hank's hair, how does he not see Hank's tattoo? Oh shit, dude! I I get it. They haven't they haven't established this yet. Oh shit. But I'm used to watching Futurama where they set shit up in the pilot and then answer for it six seasons later. Oh, shit. That's insane. Well done, Johnny. So uh, for all you guys wow. out there that think I'm, I'm a hard ass, there you go. <laughs> wow, dude. You're fucking amazing. Way to go. Awesome. 
So it just oh, like it wow, bugs me sorry, a little bit. Oh wow, sorry, I'm freaking out. Wow, seen that it. really got me. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me some of your cons, man. Oh, I got a con. I got a story. It's not a story, but like I've had this happen to me in real life. Um, with do you want the Roger Staubach or the Roger Staubach Jr.? <laughs> the there modified to, Aikman, please. Yeah, there used to be a barber here in town, and I made the mistake of going to him, and I asked for something very specific because I, I, ha- I'm not balding. I've had, I have had like fucking Lord Elrond hairline since I was three years old. It just Can looks, confirm. it just looks bad. I have bad hair. When I'm forty, my hairline will be appropriate, but like. <laughs> I, I, I know how to get it cut. I know what I ask for. I know how to get it cut so it doesn't look like I'm balding when I'm, like, in my 20s and about to graduate from fucking college. So I go to this barber, and I tell him exactly what I want. Number three on the back and sides, a couple inches off the top part to the right, right? And he goes, okay. oh, I don't do that. I know what I'll give you. And I was like, the fuck? The, so he the pre- fuck you say? The fuck you say? So homeboy proceeds to cut my hair and everything, and it looks fucking awful. And Johnny, you know our good buddy and ex-professor Jim Willis. Yes. The next day I see him and he goes, Jesus Christ, what happened to you? And I said, oh, I went to this, I went to Art the Barber. And he goes, why the fuck would you do that? And I was like, I needed my hair cut. And he goes, you don't go to Art. Because whatever you tell Art goes in one ear and out the other, and he gives you whatever Art wants to give you. And boy, did Art the fucking barber give me whatever he wanted to give me. Anyway, (laughs) that's my con. Fuck Art the barber. Also, I have another one. I can fix this episode. I can stop this episode from even existing at all in the timeline. I can pull the fucking time stone out of this timeline and move it, and you won't notice it. And then I'll make the snap and everything's back to normal. Where the fuck is Luann? She's already cut Hank's hair before. Right. Like, this whole episode could have been relieved by Luann. And she's not here, but we just saw her eating dinner in the, like, Hill's house two episodes ago in Bill of Sale. Like, yeah. Where's Luann? Luann could be here. She could have stopped this whole episode. Anyway, uh, favorite moment? Uh, yeah, let's get there. Um, so, I love Dale... Like barging into Hank's house, not house, and calling him the Bill Eliminator. <laughs> yes. I like it's seriously tempting for me to change my Steam username to Bill Eliminator, considering that my Steam profile picture is an amalgamation of Bill and Dale. It's Bill's bald ass head and his fat fucking body, but <laughs> Dale's glasses and pointy ass nose, and it is the most disturbing thing. Why haven't you done this? Also, why isn't this your fucking Twitter avatar? And how come your name isn't John fucking Bill Bill Schneider? (laughs) It's going to be great. Um, I love Bill Eliminator. I also like getting the the Bill Clinton, the high colonic administered by Barbara (laughs) Streisand with my haircut. I almost fucking buy that. That's a real thing. I, you know, with with Bill, I almost buy it. I don't know. But there there was a couple good moments in this episode, but I'm I'm not going to lie to you man, it wasn't uh it wasn't that great for me. How about okay, your favorite fine. moments? Um, question mark question mark question mark. That's what I wrote cuz I don't have a favorite moment. I don't I don't have any standout here. I don't like this I don't dislike this episode, but there's nothing it's like you're saying, dude, there's just nothing really. But like Grand Theft Auto Jack isn't a moment. It's a throwaway animation gag. Um, yeah. Like, 
I know I got tickled at the Arlen Midget, but that's not a thing. That's not a moment. No, you know, and, it's, it's, and you feel bad about laughing about it. I don't feel bad about it. I just think it's funny that, like, the Arlen Midget is booked, and then he winters in Florida. And it's just he has this he has this much clout that it's just, it's whatever. I don't know. But it gets me. It doesn't matter. I don't have a favorite moment. I don't know. Um, Interesting. Okay. I don't know. It's just there. I... But I couldn't give you a moment if you if you put a gun to my head and said, "What do you like best about this?" And I couldn't. Maybe maybe running out of the barber shop as I'm trying to grow it out for a modified Aikman and Hank backing Bobby and the lie of, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot, haha." But it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, How about you? The Bill Eliminator, like. There's not a lot of really good stuff in here. Oh hey, you um, missed one in your uh, character list. Did I? Kitten. Who did Fucking I miss? Colt Kitten. Yeah, you didn't mention him, did you? No. Yeah, the, the, the fucking army barber sales guy. Yeah, the at the auction. You missed him. He's a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colt Kitten. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, too? Just sidebar. Um, As long as I'm here, because I'm, I'm having a hard time with the favorite moment. I like the auction scene, but when they're like... You know, when they get to 2,999, I get it. But God damn, that joke is tedious. Um. Anyway. Yes. We need it to talk about Dale would do. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just, I want to like uh, the scene. You know what? I take it back. I do have a favorite moment. Now that I think about it and get mad at it and scream about it. Um, when, when Hank or when Bill gets to cut hair again. And the guy tells him, like, look, this is here. You're going to do this. You're not going to talk about it. And Bill looks at Hank and goes, I need the jar with the combs. And Hank pulls (laughs) it from behind his back. Hank had that ready for Bill. This is Hank apologizing to Bill for tipping him half of a half of a percent and dragging him through all this shit. So that's my favorite moment. I apologize. I got really upset, but it took me a second, but I'm, I'm here. How about you, dude? What do you got? It's it's I mean that's what I got man. Uh, I think we're two ratings. Do you want to give them a breakdown of our ratings? You want me to? Um, I can. I just don't have anything fun, and I feel guilty because I don't have anything fun for it. But we we don't need a fun thing for everyone, man. Yeah, we do. I got this. I got this. Okay. All right, Johnny. Our rating system breaks down like this, and we're gonna do it like haircuts. At the very, 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 very bottom, the worst that you can possibly get is five-year-old you got hold of a pair of scissors and went fucking hog wild on your hair. And your mother is horrified, and your grandparents are horrified, and they yell at your mom and tell her that she's bad at raising you. And just like that, you don't want to be in that episode and you of your life, and you don't want to watch this episode of King of the Hill. It's a bad episode. It's trash. It's garbage. There's nothing good about it. I kind of want to point out that you and I have not given out a lot of charcoal. And it makes me happy that we're this far yeah. into the series that we don't really need them. You gave it to um, Leanne Saga. And that's a person like, it's but it was a personal, personal way. Yeah. Yes. And it's fine. It's not I'm not, a, a, yes. I'm not calling you out. Don't think I'm calling you out, but no, 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 no. You're right though. Like, I think that might be the only one that's been given out. Yeah. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is like. Your mom is cutting your hair. You are little Bobby going to get his chocolate milk. And if he sits still like a good boy and your mom is going to buzz your hair. And we've all been there. We've all had that fucking haircut. Like it's, it's a thing that's happened to you girls. I bet it's happened to you too. Like you've gotten a bad haircut from your parents. 
the last time I had my hair buzzed, I can very, very vividly remember you walking up to me because this was about 12 years ago, almost, <laughs> well, 11, 12 years ago and going, Johnny, come here real quick. And then you had a Sharpie and drew six giant dots on my forehead and made me Krillin. I Krillin'd you. That's right. Oh, yes, you did. I That's love the you, last buddy. Time. I fucking love That's you. last time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway. shit. Anyway, wow. Um, above that is whatever the fuck it is in the uh, Walmart. The, yeah, no, 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 no. Whatever the fuck it is, like the hair salon place in a Walmart. Whatever that is. It's a butane. It's not a good haircut. It's not a haircut that you really want to show your friends. But if you have to go... Dude, you could, you could reasonably talk to women and I'm speaking as a man here, you would reasonably be be able to talk to women with this haircut. That's this episode. You can watch it. It's pretty okay. It's middle of the road. It's not fantastic. It's not great. She, you know, may have, like, clipped the fucking mole on the side of your head with the clippers when she was going at you that you told her about 20 minutes ago, but, oh, that was 20 minutes ago, and she forgot. Whatever. It's fine. It's a butane. Above that, is when you go and strike out into the world and start going to the mall to, like, Tony and Guy. Ernst. And Ernst. You go to Ernst, and you get a haircut, and they kind of almost sort of listen to you. And you're like, yeah, right on. I kind of get my say, and I'm a shitty teenager. So you're like, you know what? Throw in those purple tips, and they give you those purple tips, but you love them, but your mom hates them. Well, right there, that's a Char King. It's a fantastic episode. There's nothing wrong with this episode. But you know what? Somebody might have something negative to say about it. But above all that, and this strikes me at a personal note because my personal barber folded, but above that, is our Blue Flame of Valor Award. And that is, and I say this with zero irony in my voice, your African-American and or Mexican barbershop. The one where you go to and they remember you and they remember how they do your shit and they do you right and they do you clean and they don't hit that mole on the side of your head even though you didn't see them for like four weeks. And they just remember all these things about you. This is like... It's the best haircut you're going to get, and it's also the best King of the Hill episode that you're ever going to get. Because this episode looks good, and it's a great episode of King of the Hill, but it's also a great episode of television. And it's a great haircut, and it's a great fit, and Johnny, I've been rambling, and I miss my barber. What are you giving this episode, Hank's Bad Hair Day? <laughs> um, well, before we do that, I just, because you, you so eloquently brought brought down our rating system. My uh, my blue flame, my ab- absolutely perfect hairdresser, I can already guarantee you, is uh, somebody that I'm going to have to go and visit every two months, two to three months or so, that lives in a completely different country because that's that's her entire job. Oh, wow. So I'm really excited about it because I've never gotten my hair cut by them before, and it's probably going to be the first thing I do in Ju- July when I go and visit them. So All right. really stoked about that. Uh, on a scale of charcoal to blue flame of valor, I gave Hank's Bad Hair Day a butane. It's middle of the road. It's okay. it's a unique episode concept. You know, how many how many TV shows have you watched that, that are all about a bad hair day that just keeps compiling and compiling and compiling and gets to this point? Not very many, right? No. At the same time, holy shit, is this episode feel drawn out? It's a long episode. It takes a long time. You you literally hit the nail on the head when you said, I can solve this and fix it in one character edition. 
just put Luann in there in the first 30 seconds, episode over. Well, but that was to your like point, and I said I had a note about it. Like, um, Joseph slash Luann is not in this episode. Brittany Murphy's not here. We should check mm-hmm. what Brittany Murphy was doing, like, three months before this aired, because I bet that's where she is right then. But whatever, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, how about you, man? What'd you, go, what'd you want to rate this guy? Oh, dude, I'm with you 100%. It's a butane. It's fine. I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's... Okay. It's whatever. I'll watch it again. I, again, I kind of, I'm kind of bummed we don't like get Hank's bad hair or Hank's long hair to stay. But whatever. I just like that. I just like that Hank. I don't know. Okay. Well, you want to say um, we move on to this next one here? Yeah. Let's cut it off here and we'll um, go to the next one. I don't. I, that was a hair put cut. I don't know. I'm sorry. Boom. You go. Talk, talk about meet the fucking propaniacs. Meet the propaniacs. Here we are. We're on the floor. Guys, we are. And we'll make you cringe and cringe and cringe and cringe some more. Uh, this, this is going to be a short one, I'm going to tell you right now, because I don't think Marco or I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is episode 80, Meet the Propaniacs, original air date April 16th, 2000. Uh, we're almost a year uh, year out from uh, Columbine, just in case you guys were curious. <laughs> God damn it. No, no, fuck you. No, we're doing, we're doing 9-11. We're counting <laughs> to 9-11 now. That's, that's a new thing. <laughs> 9 11 was approximately a year and a half after Columbine. We're good. Um, we have writer oh, for this episode, yeah, Kit Boss. Oh, sorry, Kit Boss. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You uh, got and, me. Uh, you fine folks here. I, I would give you a cast of characters, except for the wiki does not have one. And I remembered halfway through watching this episode, I should have been writing it down. Uh, the only characters that are relatively new to this is uh, Charlie Fortner. And he is not, in fact, new. He was uh, seen in High Anxiety. No, he wasn't. That was Murray Hart- Which, Hogarth. That was Murray. That was Commissioner Murray Hogarth. He's he's in one. He's in an episode before this, but he's only mentioned by name. Um, and Donna from Accounting is in this episode, and she doesn't show up very much. I have. N- I had. I had that note. Donna is not Donna is not Donna because this Donna is weird and like I want to say Samoan, right? Uh, we've never seen Donna before, and either if, that or this is Parks and Rex Donna. <laughs> it might well be, but, but we, you know what? We can break this down really quick. Uh, the characters for this one are Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Luann, Joe, Jack, Donna from Accounting, Dale, um, Buck tangentially. Buck and the dude you said, uh, Fortner, Charlie, Charlie Fortner. Fortner. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's it. That's there's no one else around. Like, not really. No, no. Um, you want my synopsis, Mark? Hell yeah. So Bobby gets a summer job at Strickland and creates a propane themed improv troupe. That should tell you enough right there about what this episode is. Can I give it's you an- my improv for, or can I give you my synopsis for this one? Oh, please. Yeah. Um, child slavery leads to improv, and people think it's good. Looking at you, Disney Channel. Oh. <laughs> um, our A story characters here. This is a really when you break it down, it's a Bobby and Hank episode. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's okay. something that they get to share together. Yeah. Uh, you want to bust into some notes, man? Yeah, let's do some notes. What do you got for me? So Rusty Shackelford has made a return. Yeah, yes. As I have the a note about. D. Okay, I have a note about that. Does he say the big D or the big B? Because Hulu sub. Well, Hulu subtitles say the big B himself. 
Interesting. I always assumed and it was I the got big super D, confused because I was yeah, duh, because it's like Dale. He he'd call himself the Big R if he was like halfway good at stealing Rusty Shackleford's persona, but he isn't. But yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no, because I was so, like, wait, he said, what did he say? Why would he be the Big B? I don't know. Yeah, right. So, um, so Rusty Shackleford, he hasn't shown up for a while now. It's been a minute. Yeah. And it makes me sad. I love Rusty Shackelford. He's like the, he's the glue that holds some of those later seasons together. Until he shows up for real, and boy, if that shark wasn't jumped, you did a fucking oh, yeah. Christ air over it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the other one I've got here, and this is gonna kind of blow your mind a little bit. Okay. And it's about the voice actor for Charlie Fortner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Charlie Fortner is played by a guy named Lane Smith. Okay. Lane Smith is very memorable for uh, a bunch of movies that he did. Like he's a, he's a very recognizable actor. Um, Mark, you, have you ever watched the movie My Cousin Vinny? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's so he's the uh, opposing lawyer. He's the um, prosecuting lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Okay. Uh, even more recognizable than that. We have a professor that liked to talk about the one time he was ever in a, a movie, and he was in the background of a movie because he lived in Minnesota. What movie was it? Oh, God. what was it? Oh, it's killing me. What is it? Um, it's the Mighty Ducks. The fuck it? Yeah, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks. So Lane Smith is also in the Mighty Ducks. Okay. He's not Emilio Estevez. He's his shithead old coach that he has to go and go up against at the very end of the movie. Oh shit! Okay, now now you're now you're picturing Lane Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now here is where I'm going to 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 blow some minds and mesh some worlds here. Lane Smith is also in a movie with one Rockadillo, Polly Shore. Okay. He is in the movie Son-in-Law because he it, is in fact the father-in-law. I was gonna say he's the fucking dad, isn't he? Yes, he is. Oh so, my God! We have we have some Rockadillo return here. Lane Smith is Charlie Fortner. The second you listen to him again, Mark, you're gonna be like, "Holy shit! I know exactly who this dude is." Six like, degrees of Rockadillo. Yeah, this is the asshole that tried to hook up Rockadillo with uh, uh, what's her face from Beverly Hills 90210. I don't know. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Thank you. There you, you go. I. Yep. Thanks for helping me with that one, Mark. I'm, dude, I don't know 90s. I don't know. I never watched that. No, it's all good. That was bad sex TV. I wasn't allowed to watch that. I was six. Like, um, I need to look this up because Lane Smith is, in fact, dead. And I want to see when he died because he was not very old. I don't even, I don't even know that name. Um, so the, this voice actor, he was born in 1936, but he died in 2005. So he died at the age of 69. <laughs> nice yeah so he did a bunch of stuff like uh, the, the things i just named are probably his biggest roles yeah um but let's see i know he does he does more than one character in king of the hill really <clears throat> yeah he's also nate hashaway in the low flow toilet episode oh shit yeah okay so uh we will we will see a little bit more of lane smith coming up here it'll be pretty fantastic but uh that's what i got for notes man what what you got for me well, he was also on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, so... 
Of, of course, he listeners. Does. Fucking me and Johnny watching Walker podcast confirmed. Um, notes. Let's, what do I have? Um, um, bait and bait, bait and bait. I don't know. Oh just, God, I um, have that in my prose. I think this is a head injury Peggy episode. She gets really mad at Bobby about it, but then she also insists that the name is the Propane Maniacs. And I don't think it's her being shitty. I think it's her having bad head injury because she had the idea and that's what stayed. And she can't, like, update that idea. And again, I'm like, kind of speaking from a point of authority on this, like having a mom with a TBI, but (coughs) maybe. I don't know. Um, What were you going to say? No, no, I I think you you make it a point. I was just going to say, like, I've never caught it until this viewing of this episode, but she calls them the propane maniacs at the end of the episode. She yeah, she keeps calling them that throughout, and I don't think it's. I she thought can it was just that first new time. memory. Yeah. Um. I want to see. Okay, dude. I don't know if it's a. It's not a pro or a favorite moment, but um, Buck has the line. I used to chase skirt with your granddaddy. He was the mean kind of funny. Fuck me yes. if I don't want a fucking Cotton X Buck episode. Oh god, I, I, I want to see the a shit out of that. Oh, not a yeah, I like see a, a, a limited series. series. Like the one that made Cotton decide to fucking marry Ms. Liz. Like I want to see them killing a hooker in Vegas. Like oh, or man. something equally terrible. The 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 fa- the fathering of Reroy. Like I want to see that because you know Cotton had a hand in it. Why would anybody want to watch propane-based sketch comedy? No, I don't know. I don't fucking know. But pursuant to that, Gas Cop, like, we get to see Gas Cop in the third act in the mall. And it's, mm, man, it's not a, like, with the context of, like, who would be watching it. That's a pretty all right-ish scene. I don't know. Like, I have these weird feelings of, like, huh, Gas Cop is kind of good. But also the giant sausage is pretty is a pretty <laughs> solid bit. So like, are you telling me Big Baby's your least favorite? Uh, no, probably no. There's another one but that I hated more a than bad, bad thing. Yeah, I don't like Big Baby. You're right. Yeah, no, no, I have a least favorite, but I'll get to that when we get to cons. Actually, how about you, buddy? Um, and I do want to say because I know that we've got uh, one specific listener that uh, you and I both know in personal life that sent me a message. Uh, this is a petition, and you guys that listen to this, go ahead and feel free to say yay, say nay. Mark, you can just make an executive decision if you want. But okay. I was told that uh, it's a real misstep that we c- don't call our pros and cons mins and cons. Ooh. And I thought that was a pretty smart thing, and it made I'm, me chuckle. I'm down. Yeah. Well, so you know, we we'll, we'll, start we'll try it. We'll try it up until season five. If we don't like it, we'll drop it. If we do <laughs> like it, we'll keep it. Yeah. I, it, it made me laugh a little bit. That was from Hauser, by the way. Oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, our men's for this episode, uh, I love Hank's weird admiration of local leaders, how he seems to think that the dude that runs propane in Texas can't be on the same, like, airplane is somebody else who runs like sanitation or some shit i don't even remember exactly what it is like i love his weird weird like super admiration for these stupid local figures yeah that is so small town texas it it's just ridiculous to me um i love dale's keyboarding improv 
Yeah, he's just like, Come Dale's on, man. really I, like, good at keyboard. I like that a lot. He is. Well, and it's like, dude, this is hilarious. I love where he's just like doing Bill walking over to get a new beer. And then he's just da, 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 at the very end when he's opening stuff. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Even Hank can't get mad at it. Follow up to that. I really, really like Bill, like kind of hamming it up a little bit and Bill having fun in the moment. I like that little <laughs> yeah. bit. I think it's, I think it's cute. Oh yeah. Um, and then I saved my best men for last here. Okay. Um, I came here specifically for a Wagner Charking Imperial, Mark. Bait and switch. <laughs> bait what and kind bait. of a dickhead friends? What kind Holy of a shit, dude. would do that? What is it? What is with Dale in this episode? Like, that's a fucked up deal. Like, I love it, it though. He's I, I wrote in here, I love Dale being a rabble rouser, starting shit and sowing chaos for no reason. Because he's a dickhead. That's all he Dale's a dick. <laughs> Also, why does Hank put up with that shit? Why is this dude his best friend? It's not. Khan's his best friend, but it's all right. <laughs> um, anyway, those are my men's, man. How about you? <laughs> so men's are pros. Okay, we got we to gotta focus here. Um, I like Peggy's fuck you Bobby face when he goes, no, the propaniacs. <laughs> there's three fucking camera cuts. There's three different angles, and Peggy has the same rage face. I like that. Yeah. Um, I really, really like Hank and Bobby discussing shop. Hank talks about propane. Bobby talks about comedy. And Hank gets an appreciation of how much his boy knows. And Bobby gets an appreciation of how much his dad knows. And I really, really like that. At the Um, heart of it, this is a really good Bobby Hank episode. Is a fan. Well, so I said that, like, um, Won't You Pee My Neighbor wasn't the um, Bobby's Good at Something episode. I think this one might. This one might be. But I also have to, like, already, like, um, foreshadow and contradict myself. And that, like, Bobby actually, like, Hank even says, wow, you really know your comedy. Bobby studied this, so it's not something that he just, like, lucks into. So I don't know where I'm at with it. But, yeah, this is a fantastic Bobby and Hank episode. Um, Bastard gas. We get a lot of bastard gas out of this, and I think it's (laughs) kind of funny. You know that they got a note from an executive, or, like, a network you know that they got a note from a network executive and it was like, bastard gas is funny. Get more bastard gas in there. So that's this episode for them. We haven't heard that since uh, the caves episode, right? Yeah. Since the sun that got away in uh, season two. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, and finally that ending, God damn. I love like the conscious choice for Bobby to like turn and start playing to Hank. Cause yeah. he realizes that this is like, this might be the last time that Hank sees Bobby doing comedy and he's making his dad laugh. And he, he, it, it's such a good ending. And it kind of like almost tears me up. Cause I even wrote damn Bobby. Cause like the sincerity that he's like casting to Hank, like, or not casting acting towards Hank. I love that. Also finally, sorry, this was another note that I had and I didn't share. I like that Bobby dresses up like Hank to be a propane salesman. He's showing how much he loves his dad. It's like it's it's like a respect thing. Like it's an homage. It's not a caricature. Yeah, it's not a caricature. He's dressing up like his dad because his dad is a propane salesman, and I love that. All right, I'm sorry, I got horned up. What do you got for me? Um, so I have <clears throat> a couple of cons here. Okay. Really? So the the show that they do where they bring Fortner up onto the stage and Joe Jack is all shit housed. Like, it's just cringy. It's not very good. They never should have, like, had Hank do that. Bobby should have just stepped in and figured out a way to do it without him. Yeah. 
and it just it's really hard to watch yeah so that's a con to me because it just makes me uncomfortable um and my biggest issue with this entire episode isn't that it's about improv and it's not that it's about a very weird specific niche comedy thing of somebody you know making a an entire comedy improv sketches around propane my biggest issue with it is there is so much of this episode that is lost on people that don't know classic comedy, you know, okay. that don't have that training or don't don't have that tangential knowledge. There's a lot of people like Bob, Bobby starts naming off like, hey, I did my research. I watched so and so and so and so and so and so. He talks about Jackie Gleason having six suits at one point. And like the last time anybody thought of Jackie Gleason was when he was made fun of on on uh, uh, Family Guy. Yeah. You know, like, and, and the even then, somebody, yes, exactly. And somebody's going to tell you that, like, oh, no, that's a family guy joke. That guy wasn't real. Yeah. So my issue with a lot of this is, while Bobby's comedy is very well in depth, like, you know that he knows modern comedy. Shit, we saw that with the Buddha Sack episode. That mm. is something that a lot of people can relate to, especially now considering Budasak got the shit kicked out of him at the Oscars. But anyway, like, like it's just like I have a hard time with it because I understand a lot of this, but my dad raised me on a lot of weird old comedy. Um, I have in my retro rage. When was the last time you watched somebody try and do a Karnak bit from? Uh, uh, oh God, the Tonight Show. Johnny Carson. Uh, that was I had a retro reference rage of that. Um, yeah, like and I, I love it because I know I, Karnak, but. I don't, I don't, I don't know that bit. I never like, and I could like YouTube it now and watch him, but I didn't, I know that bit through like animation because people that watch that as kids then made animations of that for me as a kid. And that's why oh, yeah. I know it, but it's a retro reference rage for me. Like, no, one no, you don't get it. You get the joke, you get the bit, but you don't know why. I don't, I don't right. know. I don't care for that bit is my point. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's no, you have to go like layers and layers and layers. The only reason I know who Karnak is is not from Johnny Carson. It's from watching The Simpsons and hearing things like, um, "Oh God, I just watched the B Sharp's episode the other day, and and they have Johnny Carson on there doing Karnak, and it's just like, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Gilligan, the Skipper, and Chief Wiggum. Name three castaways. Name three castaways. Hi oh, and I'm like, and okay, then, yeah, <laughs> like I get it because of The Simpsons. I understand the format of it because of something completely different. So to me, my biggest issue with this episode is that Bobby is fantastic, but so much of this and so much of his like gravitas comes from the fact that he, he has researched all these older comedians and nobody fucking knows who they are anymore. Yeah. It's kind of so, sad. That's, that's really my biggest con and my biggest gripe with this episode is it's hard to watch if you don't know that. And I'm trying to look at this objectively because I know a lot of it, but there's a lot of people that don't. Yeah. How about you, man? What are your cons? Um, Luann has a line when Joe Jack is drunk in the parking lot, drinking from his little canteen and breaking car windows. <laughs> and she wasn't going to say anything. And my con is that Luann wasn't going to say anything because she lived with an alcoholic mother. And this is normal oh. behavior. And you don't talk about it. And Johnny, oh. I can save Luann and fix her. Um, fucking con. Audience participation. I hate audience participation should never it is, happen it's the worst it's cringy shit i okay so like uh crowd work for imp or for stand-up that's fine talk to me about what i do and make fun of me for selling produce that's cool but don't bring me up on stage don't come talk to yeah. me don't make me dance with you don't look at me don't acknowledge me i don't exist i'm paying you money i paid money to watch you do a thing you can make fun of me but don't 
talk to me about making fun of me. Call me a piece of shit and move on, but don't don't call me out. Like I hate that shit. It makes me re- I hate it. And finally, um <laughs> this is super like Oh, okay. So you know how there's that like if King of the Hill were to be rebooted theory, right? Or like thread yes. line of thinking. And there's a lot to say about, like, oh, Hank Hill would, like, be a Republican. Hank Hill would have voted for Trump and shit. Boy, this is a Trumpy Hank Hill episode. He just... Okay, I get it. It's not... It's it's 2000 and whatever. It was maybe fringier-ish technology back then. But, like, he has the bit about um, hydroelectric dams, and that's what, make, yeah. that's what makes him lose his shit. And it kind of pisses me off. Because shit like this is what's like, God damn it, you guys... We're fucking in an oil crisis. We're going to go to fucking war in World War Three over goddamn oil for the umpteenth billionth time in a fucking 200 and whatever or 300 fucking year old country. Like, goddamn, figure your shit out. And I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Fucking killing us actively. And then he's like, get fucked, Hydro. I hate it. I'm sorry. It pisses me off. Uh, Johnny, cons, favorite moments. I don't know. I'm upset. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm gonna uh, add something to you to one of your cons here, real quick. That that I, I didn't get a chance because I didn't want to ruin your your flow here. Oh. Um, unless your name is Astounding Herrera and I'm a beautiful woman's, don't bring me up onto a goddamn stage. Thank you. Only the Astounding Herrera may bring me up on stage. Yes. <laughs> Jew in the back. Jew in the back, please. Yes, you. Uh, okay. Favorite moments. Favorite moments. You, uh, <laughs> You named one of mine already. Okay. Your granddaddy's a mean kind of funny. <laughs> I, and it's, it's, the line is funny in and of itself, but it's, it's funnier to me imagining Buck and Cotton hanging out. <laughs> and Cotton just getting yeah. mean with him. Cotton get kind of drunk and just, yeah. Yes. So, uh, and then my other favorite moment is something that I do at least weekly with okay. the love of my life, my wife. And... For you listeners out there, I am not a small guy, like like girth wise. I'm not a very tall guy. I'm only five foot eight, but I weigh on the the plus side of two forty. So I'm not a small guy, and I've got quite a big white guy gut. You know, I'm I'm almost to Bill Dotrieve status. Oh, buddy. I I it's okay. I'm I I'm gonna take the Bobby Hill route here. I'm fat. And some people may call me that, call me fat, but it's fine. I'm cool with it. I'm just going to go out and do my thing, right? Mm-hmm. At least weekly, I will find myself staring down at my stomach and going, eh, I don't really like you, but at least there's funny things I can do with you. And then I will lock eyes with my wife and just start doing the Misurlu and Wipeout theme on my stomach, just like Bobby does. <laughs> and then I stop, and she looks at me straight in the face and just goes, Wipeout. <laughs> It does Aww. her best Joe Jack impreciation, oh, impersonation. So and it is so, like, I seriously stopped stopped my, my episode. I stopped writing. I stopped doing everything I did today because I just had the very good fortune of my wife being home on her lunch break when I watched this today. And I said, you need to come in here right now. And I stopped and I, I played just that scene for her and I got a big old kiss from her and it made me so happy. So, Wipeout will always be my favorite part of this. <laughs> How about you, buddy? Uh, favorite moments, Johnny. Um, question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't have a really? favorite moment. Once I don't know. It's a, It's fine. I can't say Hank and Bobby. <sighs> okay. Can I give you one? 
Yeah, try give me one. See if you can't sell me, because I feel kind of bad about this one, but I don't feel bad. Lay it on me, dude. Anytime Dale uses his Casio. Fine, fine. Dale putting his ankles in it in the Casio is my favorite moment, because he really does. Yeah. Like, Dale using the Casio, that should be a favorite moment here. I, if yeah. you can't find one, I'm going to give you one, because I fine. love it. Fine. I'll give, you know what? I'll give it to you. Um, also, Dale is an ex-Strickland employee. We've already established that, so Hank should know better. Yes. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, what are you going to rate her, bud? Uh, so I gave it a Bew King. Okay. It's definitely leaning farther towards the Bew than the King. Uh, it's entertaining, but so many jokes are based off of older comedy. It's very dated. It's harder to understand now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good Hank Bobby episode. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like you said, that ending is really good with with Bobby basically just performing for Hank at that point. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't get to go to acting camp, but I get to spend some spend this hour with my dad, and I found something that we can both really enjoy. So yeah, okay. How about you, ma'am? Uh, butane. It's fine. It's an all right episode. I don't really like it. I don't like, I don't like the premise of it. It's fine. I like Bobby and Hank, um, doing talking shop and talking comedy and propane. And that's cool. There's moments that are really good, but uh, I don't, I always feel like when I would see this come up on TV, I wouldn't really want to watch it. And not that I don't want to watch it this time, but I wasn't glad to see it. And then I wasn't glad to watch it. But I didn't hate okay. it, so there's it's fine. It's a butane, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I you know, if we're if we're looking at this in our terms of, of our rating system here, when we started this, Mark, I think you had the idea that there was a lot more charcoals in here than you remember. To this point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you, 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 you had sold it to me basically on the fact like I'm not even going to bother with this shit anymore because I, for every one good episode or episode I enjoy, I get there's six more that I don't. Yeah. Like that you don't enjoy. And I think we're, we're bucking that trend. Like a lot of these, they're not the greatest, but you can have them on in the background and not hate them. I'm not going to turn them off. Yeah. 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 These are these are phone episodes. Okay, I'm going to browse Reddit. I'm going to screw around and play Pokemon Go. I'm going to do something else on my phone and listen to this in the background. I'm going to write the two wizards outline and watch this episode. See? There you go. Not really. Not really. I pay attention, I promise. Now nah, you're good, buddy. You're good. <laughs> well, Mark, before we go, I we got an important question to ask each other. Yeah? I think we do. Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you still like King of the Hill? I still like King of the Hill. Johnny, do you still like King of the Hill? Hey, Mark, I still love King of the Hill. Right on, man. I'm glad to hear it. You want to tell those good people where they can find us? Yeah, absolutely. The good people of Internet Land can find us at Dangle Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and if they're so inclined to email us at dangolepodcast at gmail.com. They can find me on Krautball Stream on Twitter. That is Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in the Polish word strumien. <laughs> Which means? Uh, it means stream, flux, jet, torrent, flush, or spout. Fantastic. And you can find me at this our This is sister- my new thing, guy. <laughs> I love it. You can find me at our sister podcast, The Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of weird shit and interesting topics. And you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. And uh, yeah, guys, I think that's about it. Thank you for listening. We love you all, everyone. Hey, you know what? If you like us, go give us a five-star on iTunes. Apparently it helps us. Or Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes. I'm antiquated as shit. That's my retro reference. Rage is me. But yeah, thank you for listening, guys. We love you all, everyone. 
Have a good night, everybody. Take it easy.